Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let Me Ruin Your Life with Serena Shahidi. I am your host, Serena Shahidi, and I am here with my diet, Dr. Pepper. It is the week after Thanksgiving. Didn't have an episode last week uh, because of Thanksgiving and also just because I'm bad at doing things. But Thanksgiving was lots of fun. I spent it with Mark Sebastian, who you all know, and a couple of his friends, one of whom I actually wound up going on a date with. Who would have thought? Who would have thought I would ever meet a man through Mark Sebastian? Certainly not me. Uh, I've had a rough day. I went on a date last night with a different guy. And for a number of reasons, I did not assume that it was going to go well. It actually wound up going well. The guy was very sweet. Um, But... I decided to pregame the date a little. One martini. Nothing crazy. But then I had like four or five drinks on the date. um, And I woke up at 11 a.m. this morning. Room was still spinning. I almost still feel like it is. Just so dehydrated. Lesson learned. No more pregaming for dates. I actually don't know how people do that regularly. Like, I have friends who will just do shots before a date, which is so insane to me. I feel like I often already come across as crazy on dates just because, like, I am. And I really don't think that would help. It certainly did not help last night. But I'm here. I had a bacon, egg, and cheese and a cold brew. Uh, Really knocked the rest of that alcohol right out of my system. And I am ready to podcast, baby. I was just watching some terrible, awful Netflix rom-com with the guy who plays Coach from New Girl. What is it called? It's called uh, Love Guaranteed. And it's about this guy who wants to sue uh, a dating site that guarantees love because he didn't find it on there. And he meets his cute lawyer who for some reason is like portrayed as being a workaholic, even though her practice is like failing. She has hardly any clients. So I don't really know how that works. I don't know what Miss Thing is up to that is making her so busy. It's an incredibly bizarre movie. At one point, the lawyer has to talk to her clients like X because obviously it's a case about love and relationships. So whatever she talks to the ex and then she tells the dude like I'm so sorry like I really invaded your privacy when I did that I'll never do it again mama you better do it again that's your job you have to look into things what are you talking about ridiculous movie but uh not gonna lie I was enjoying it I was kind of living for it I am a big fan of rom-coms Kind of surprisingly, because I'm not that romantic of a person. I used to think I was, but it turns out I just like expensive champagne and being adored. And that's why I enjoy dating so much. That's why I am just, I'm having a ball. I'm having a ball. Ugh, I miss when people use that phrase. I think it's so fun to use like slang that isn't in. Whenever someone says, get a load of this, I lose my mind. I just think that's like the funniest phrase. It's so like angry white dad. I think it's just a gorgeous phrase. Anywho, uh, I've been busy with school, doing my my fashion school things, which is honestly not much. Um, 
but I'm a big procrastinator, so it doesn't matter that I have, like, no work to do because I will make it take as long as possible, baby. I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself once the semester ends. I think I'm going to go home for a couple weeks back to North Carolina. If you guys don't know that I'm a southern belle, I sit on my porch and I drink my sweet tea. Um, I should be going back for like two weeks, but I don't know. I don't know what the COVID sitch is going to look like um, in a few weeks when I'm supposed to leave. I don't want to kill my parents, preferably, but I do want to see my cat. I sure do. I've just had like, I don't know. I love the city and I'm planning on staying here, but I don't know, lately I've just had a craving to like go to the middle of nowhere. Not that I live in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina, but it's certainly more small towny than midtown Manhattan. Um, I've been trying to convince my friends to just like rent a cabin for like a week with me. I don't know what we would do. I would love to just like be in the middle of nowhere and just paint for like a week. Leave my phone at home. Actually not leave my phone at home because I... None of my friends are good drivers, so if we were driving somewhere, we would definitely need just as many phones as possible, just as many communication devices as we can um, in case of an emergency that will almost certainly happen. I just want to have my little Christian girl autumn moment. I don't know where I would be if I hadn't signed a lease in August, just because like my classes are virtual, obviously, so I could go anywhere, but I'm like, would I? Would I have the balls to like, I don't know. I feel like I would want to go somewhere that I would never normally go. Like I would move to Texas for a year or something. Just somewhere off brand. Somewhere off brand. That would be fun. I also love being in the middle of nowhere. Not that that happens that often. But if I'm, you know, in like the Hamptons. Um, and watching horror movies about being in the middle of nowhere. I just think it's so fun. It's like, I don't know if you guys watched Contagion at like the beginning of the pandemic, um, but it's like that. For some reason, watching a horror movie about a similar situation to the one I'm in is so fun to me. Like watching Contagion in March was just a blast. I kind of want to do it again. I loved the scene where Matt Damon went to Saddle Ranch. I thought that was so fun of him. JK, look at me throwing shade. I'm a little commentator over here. I'm a little critic. Look at me. Speaking of which, I've been watching so many documentary style YouTube videos. Okay, construction noises. Um, about like the fall of internet people or about just, I don't know, weird niche drama that I don't even care about. But I just think that that type of video is so interesting. Like if you guys have seen uh, Smoky Glow, that account has a lot of videos like that. And they're just, I don't know. I don't even like the concept of like, you know, calling someone out for their actions, whatever, just because I think it's weird how we shift the blame of societal problems onto individuals, especially because it's so weird and unfair in who it actually targets and who gets, I don't know, seriously trashed on the internet and who is just doing the same but is totally ignored. I just think that's never caused 
much productive discourse on the internet. I mean, I don't think there is productive discourse on the internet. I think any conversation you're having on the internet is terrible and I hate all of you. There's also a YouTuber named Jay Aubrey who does similar videos and it's just like super interesting documentary style videos. One of my favorites by him is about Bo Burnham. Um, and just like the darkness and all that behind his jokes. And I loved that video. I love Bo Burnham. I think he's super interesting as a person and as a comedian. And I feel like I could just read dissertations about his work all day. Make Happy, I've said before, is my favorite thing to cry to. The two last songs. Oh, so sad. So sad. The line. What's the line? Look at them. They're just staring at me like come and watch the skinny kid with a steadily declining mental health and laugh as he attempts to give what he attempts to give us what he cannot give himself. I think. Wow. I killed it. Bo would be so proud. Um, so that's one of my favorite videos. He also has a video on Shallon Lester. I don't know if you guys followed that drama. I thought it was so fascinating. Um, if you don't know who she is, she gave like dating advice on YouTube um, and I used to watch her videos a lot and I thought they were really interesting because she has like kind of a similar attitude to what I have, um, about dating, which is just like women should be treated better than men. <laughs> like we need to stop accepting bad behavior from men and stop normalizing it. Um, but she always, I don't know, I don't want to say she was always off because I did like her at a certain point, but there were definitely things, um, especially when her channel kind of transitioned from being just a dating advice channel to like she would um, take stories from celebrities lives and then like apply that to the viewer's life and give advice and it turned into a lot of like weird bashing of just celebrities she didn't like. Uh, I remember, I think I stopped watching her channel when she had this incredibly bizarre video about Pete Davidson and his borderline personality disorder, where she was basically just arguing like, no one should be dating someone with borderline personality disorder, and how it's one of the worst things you can have, which is not true. She was like comparing it to being a sociopath. Uh, not true. And like calling him manipulative for bringing up his dad's death too much, which like, Dude is a comedian who talks about his life a lot and his dad died in 9-11 when he was young. Like, why, why would he not bring that up a lot? So I remember finding that video super weird and there were, like, some other ones. She really hates Taylor Swift, which I do not agree with. Taylor was my number one uh, artist, my Spotify wrapped. Naturally, can't blame me. She also had a video about um, like how to cheat on someone and not get caught, which I'm going to be honest, does not bother me as much as bashing Taylor Swift. One of those things is immoral. The other is simply criminal. But like from the perspective of someone who used to watch Shallon, I thought those videos about her were super interesting. There's a few by like a few uh, different YouTubers. I think she definitely has some like lack of empathy um, which does kind of make her advice better in certain areas just because she's not going to support like dating someone so you can fix them or like giving someone a million chances. Um, but it also makes her very bad at talking about things like mental health. So that was an interesting thing to follow. 
I think you should definitely check out those videos if you want to learn about something that will not help you in any way. I highly recommend it. Um, Speaking of giving toxic dating advice, let's get into your questions. By the way, I am reading these off of the DMs for the podcast Instagram account at Let Me Ruin Your Life Pod. So if you have a question, please DM me on there and I might answer it. I've also been reading your guys' stories, which I'll get into uh, later in the pod. So if you have any terrible stories, preferably um, about your horrible dates, love reading those, um, please send them my way. First question. Hi, Serena. I need some advice. I'm a few episodes behind, so I'm sorry if you've covered this already. I don't usually let men pay for my dinner or cover everything because I've had a couple of men imply I owe them and need to sleep with them because they paid for stuff. I'd love for men to spend their money on me again, but I don't know what to do in that situation. Love you and obsessed with you. Thanks, queen. Okay. First things first, I just want to clarify in case any of you have been tricked into thinking otherwise, that if you're a woman and you're on a date with a man and he expects you to pay for anything, that's not normal. That's not normal. That doesn't, I mean, that does happen. Unfortunately, I know from you guys, Ugh, can't believe I have to hear that shit. Disgusting. But it definitely should not be happening. Men make more money. They have to invest a lot less into their appearance. If you're on a date with a guy, chances are he's probably older than you. There are so many reasons that splitting the check or paying for anything should just never happen. And this isn't like a class issue. Though if you want to call me classist um, towards straight men, go right ahead. I've heard it before and boy oh boy will I take that. I don't mind that critique one bit. That could be all I'm known for, and I would not care. Sounds great to me. Um, But even if you're dating a guy whose idea of a date is like, let's go to a park to like smoke weed and eat Cheetos. Okay, he's setting up the date at the park. He's putting the little blankie down. He's buying the Cheetos. He's buying the weed. That's just his job. And if a guy thinks otherwise, if he thinks that women are just objects that can be purchased for the price of a dinner or whatever, that's not your problem to fix with your money. Let him be mad. There is no need to live in fear of disappointing someone like that. Make them mad. Who cares? Make them cry. I, I support it 100%. I'll back you up. I've made many a man angry in my day. And it's never affected me academically, never affected me professionally, never took money out of my wallet, never made me cry, nothing. And of course, there are crazy guys out there who are going to like, I don't know, murder a girl for not answering his Instagram DM or whatever. But those guys would have done that anyway. There's no way to appease a man who just hates women. What are you going to do? What's a girl to do? So don't worry about disappointing those guys, because if they think that you're a commodity that they can purchase with a few flatbreads and some dirty gin martinis, they deserve disappointment. I sure don't care about those men's emotions. Not one bit. So don't normalize that behavior to yourself. One of my, probably my biggest piece of dating advice, just in general, is 
never act unfamiliar with being treated well. And this doesn't just apply to this, of course. I mean, like, I don't like it when people complain about being ghosted. I don't think you should tell someone right away about, like, how badly your ex treated you. You know, I'm not going to worship the ground a man walks on the second he so much as picks me up a latte. And this applies to this situation, too. When that check comes at dinner, don't offer to pay. I know a lot of girls like to offer to pay as like a test. But the thing is, if he passes that test, he's forever going to be like, hmm, she's used to splitting the check. Interesting. Interesting. Um, So I would not recommend that. When that check comes, you take a sip of that champagne. You make eye contact with him. You say, thank you for dinner. Thank you for drinks, whatever. Like, don't be an asshole. Be appreciative. But... When you're being treated to the works at Soho House, those times that you split the check at Chili's or whatever, that never happened. Keep that out of your mind. You're used to this. And also, just like general demeanor and vibe uh, definitely helps you attract people who are going to treat you well. You want that certain air. You want that confidence and style that comes with being accustomed to nice things. So that's my two cents. You don't owe these men anything. Um, especially not sex. I myself am more of a prude than you would expect. And I do not split checks, baby. All right. Second question. Uh, could you give tips on finding your style and just general fashion tips? I would love to. So I feel like I'm always finding my style. I feel like I always I'm like missing things from my wardrobe. But some things that help. uh, First of all, invest in nice pieces. And I know that's such a like millennial white woman thing to say. It's so like condescending. Like just buy a thousand dollar coat, you loser. Why aren't you? Um, And obviously, I don't think everything in your wardrobe should be investments. Like the vast majority of it you know, random shit from thrift stores, whatever, who cares? But when it comes to like a couple basic pairs of shoes, a coat, a blazer, you want to spend a little more on those and you want to tend to get them more in basic colors that go with everything. And obviously I don't expect anyone who's like living paycheck to paycheck to spend a fortune on designer pieces. I understand that like, obviously for most people, there's only a certain amount that you can spend at one time. But I've definitely saved a lot of money just by getting one nice thing rather than having to replace the same cheap item over and over because it's bad quality or just because I bought it in like lime green the first time and uh, I realized that it didn't go with anything. So definitely buy those basic items first um, and then kind of see what you can collect from there that's more fun much like every other gen z girly i love thrifting have basically always done it love it uh my number one thrifting tip is just to like be more picky than you think you need to be and not in terms of like oh i'm not head over heels in love with this shirt i'm not buying it but if the fit of something is just a little bit off or like a lot off because i've seen the pants some of you guys are wearing Or if there's a tear that you're like, maybe I can fix that. Girl, I was a fashion design major for two years and I have never once fixed a tear from clothing I found in a thrift store. I just can't be bothered. Um, 
make sure you get a good look of like if there's any stains or discoloration. Be picky about that stuff. Just make sure it's something that you can like actually wear that'll hold up and fit well and look good. Also, I know this is like the most basic tip ever, but like start style boards on Pinterest. I'm so glad Pinterest is like back in because when I was in design like a year or two ago, it was just us design girlies and like middle-aged suburban moms using it. Um, But now it's cool again, which is fun. So create style boards and look through and make, make note, take note of like what colors you're drawn to, what type of silhouettes you like, like what are the denominators of what you're looking at. I like glam vintage style, so I have a lot of like cocktail dresses, corsets, go-go boots, I have hot rollers, like etc, etc. And you can start to incorporate those things into your wardrobe and make it more like what you like. Watching movies for inspiration helps a lot as well. Some of my favorite movies for style inspiration are Heather's, Clueless, Jawbreaker, The Love Witch, 13 Going on 30, Legally Blonde, really any like 2000s rom-com, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Moulin Rouge, Paris is Burning, High Society, Contempt. I'm sure there are many more of those that I just can't think of right now. But yeah, movies are a great source of inspiration. And lastly, just don't be afraid to wear whatever you want. There's always going to be someone who won't like it. But as long as your style icons would approve, who cares? Who cares about their little civilian normie opinion? Oop, that car just agreed with me. See? All right, next question. How do you start dating slash put yourself out there when you're too nervous? I used to be super confident and always putting myself out there, but since quarantine, all of that has disappeared, but I want to start dating and stuff, but I'm way too scared to talk to people. Ugh, I really feel this. I was so much cooler before quarantine. I know. Believe it or not, you guys are like, how is that possible? I know. I feel like I've I've lost my sparkle a little bit. I feel like I've lost a bit of my my shine which is partially just because I'm depressed. But I think a big part of it is just like being inside, being away from people, being away from your friends, being away from normal social situations uh, just creates kind of a loss of individuality, kind of. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for. Identity, I guess. Just because who we are as people is so tied to what we're doing and who we're friends with and all that. And so I feel like it's easy to lose your grasp on yourself a little bit uh, when you're stuck inside. So I've been trying to put more focus towards just myself and my interests that are unique to me and those sorts of things and like being creative And I know that's something I talk about all the time. Someone said that on live the other day. They were like, you're always, your advice is always like find a hobby. And I was like, I mean, I was in therapy for a bit of time. And that's like one of the main things I learned. That's probably the only thing I learned. I was not great in therapy. But just that like your individual hobbies and interests are kind of everything. Like when you lose that, you kind of lose like your own identity and sanity if you're me. So I've spent time thinking, like, what was I doing pre-panty? PP. Don't use that acronym. Um, What was I doing pre-panty 
that had me so much more confident and vivacious. Besides the things I obviously can't do, like going to gay clubs or like making out with strangers. Because I can't control that, surprisingly. You would think with my power I could. But I can control the fact that like pre-panty I was making a lot more art and I haven't been doing much of that. And I was reading a lot more and I haven't been reading enough. Those are things I can control uh, to kind of get... That old, that old spark back. Like, I'm looking back right now, uh, just like what my life was like a year ago, uh, that I was just feeling so much better, besides the fact that the world wasn't burning, and like, I was going to comedy clubs. Obviously can't do that, but I can watch comedy specials. I was hanging out with my friends a lot more. I can sometimes do that, but I can just like... If not, I can keep in contact with my friends better than I am right now. I was more connected to my style. I was dressing up all the time. Just these things that you kind of like took for granted uh, that you can get better at being more in touch with. And the thing about social anxiety in particular, and I'm not talking about clinical social anxiety, don't cancel me. Uh, The thing about social anxiety, quote unquote, is that you kind of have to force yourself to like start talking to people in order to get comfortable you got to do a little bit of exposure therapy and I know that sounds like such a terrible answer but it is necessary just to like not only get used to it but to kind of eliminate that anxiety by being like oh I gave someone a compliment and they thanked me and said I was very nice like people like it when I talk to them I called my friend and she answered she doesn't hate me like just these things that allow you to see the world and other people for what they are and not what your mind is convincing you that they are I used to have really bad anxiety when I was younger and one of the things that my therapist at the time told me and this is something that stuck with me because it's like so rare that therapists give specific directions that I always remembered when they did and she asked me like how do you walk around how do you walk around school how do you walk around your neighborhood are you like looking at the ground and I was like yes queen of course I'm looking at the ground and she was like just lift your head when you're walking just look up when you're walking start there and it was very much you know like a small step to take it was nothing crazy to like just lift my head while I was walking somewhere but those small things really add up something that helps me as well and this might do the opposite for some people to be honest uh, but I feel like the louder my outfit is or like basically the crazier I look, the more confident I feel, socially at least. Uh, Because first of all, people are going to come up to you. People are going to like come up, ask about your outfit, whatever. I wear my little bedazzled mask from Honey Beth, use code GLAMDEMON for 15% off. uh, And I walk around the city and people ask me about it all the time. And also, I just feel like the crazier I look the less scared I am to look crazy. Like if I am in like a full Grey Gardens getup and I say something weird, it's not going to be as out of place. Like if anything, that'll be more on brand. You know, if I'm awkward during a conversation, 
I, in my head, people are less likely to be like, oh, she's bad at being a person. Instead, they'll be like, oh, she's an individual and I can tell by her outfit and that's why she's acting like a weirdo. That's just her thing, I guess. That's just her brand. So that's something that helps me a lot. And also just the general confidence advice that I always give is just carry yourself and enunciate and all that as if you're already the most confident person in the world. Faking it until you make it is everything. Ask any confident person. Okay, that is all for the questions. Now, gather around, children. It's story time, baby. I asked you guys, as always, to send your stories my way, your horror stories about dating or friends or whatever, uh, and we're going to read a few right now. Who's ready? Okay, I'm very excited about this first one because it comes equipped with pictures. By the way, I love that. If you guys want to add pictures uh, to your stories, pictures of whatever ugly guy is treating you terribly, I would absolutely love that. Um, Obviously, they're safe with me, but I will make fun of anyone you send me a picture of, so be aware of that. Okay, she says... Okay, so I don't have any horror stories with dating yet, thankfully, but one of my friends has the most vile relationship experience I have ever witnessed in my life. Keep in mind the people in this story are all 16 to 17. Oh, God, I'm going to roast a child. Oh, well. Okay. Anyways, my friend dated this guy, and she's way out of her league, but she dated him because he treated her nicely. Also, when I say date, they never went on any real dates. They just hung out and were in a relationship together, which was very odd to me. That's definitely odd. I mean, I feel like it's normal for like 16 year olds. I don't know. I didn't date in high school uh, for obvious reasons. If you knew me in high school. But yeah, if you're like not a child, that's incredibly bizarre. Okay, here's some things you should know about him. (laughs) He's ugly. He does parkour. He skates. He's ugly. (laughs) And he lives in Staten Island. Oh, no. Also... He's in the military or ROTC or JROTC or whatever. I don't know the difference because I'm normal and cool girl. Same. Uh, Who cares? Um, Also, I don't know why, but him being ROTC or whatever was a red flag to me. Of course, it's a red flag. Fuck the military. Later on, turns out he got kicked out of the military for an assault charge because he pulled a knife out on a homeless guy. Oh, what a sweetie. Okay, uh, he and my friend were still dating at that time, but the relationship started getting rocky because he started taking more and more time to reply to her texts, but my friend still had faith and believed she could change him and should keep fighting for the relationship. A few weeks later, they had a mutual breakup. Uh, first of all, if you don't have, like, a mortgage and at least two kids with someone, don't fight for a relationship. What are you fighting for exactly when you're a 16-year-old in a relationship? A prom date? Someone to post on Instagram? Nothing to fight for. Give it up, girly. Okay. She said, also, I'm stressing the fact that he is very ugly. So here are some pictures for reference. Even though the pod listeners can't see the pics, but I ask for you to make fun of him. Oh, I'm so excited. I have to click on them to open them. This is creating such anticipation. Thank you, Instagram, for that feature. I mean, thank you for that feature for many reasons. Okay. (laughs) Um... He has a prepubescent mustache. Sure does. He's wearing a backpack, which I mean, I get it. It's a child. Uh, but I, I never like took pictures with my backpack when I was a child. 
I wasn't like flexing that I was carrying around multiple notebooks. So she sent two pictures. The second, the second is rough. The first one uh, had dim lighting and wasn't that high quality. So, you know, you could kind of make your own assumptions about how bad it was. Uh, The second picture confirms it was bad. Is that an eyebrow piercing? Still prepubescent mustache. Um, He has a skateboard next to him. He has a skateboard next to him. Um, I honestly, I'm speechless. Pulls a knife on a homeless man, is in the military or ROTC or whatever, and is a skater. Pick a struggle. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted by this child. All right, next story. Oh, my throat is getting dry, probably because of all the alcohol from last night. Oh my god, listening to your pod and I forgot about this horror story from last year. I'm excited. So I'd just gotten dumped from a long-term relationship on Christmas. <laughs> Cute! Maybe he's Jewish, we don't know. Um, and took a while to be sad and mopey, but by February I was up and at him. Now, at this time I lived really close to campus, and my apartment was on a side road that connects to the campus. This is important. For some more context, I also dress really girly, like 1940s new look style, which is obviously high maintenance, but like who gives a f- Love it. Love it already. Uh, I'm definitely not the personality for that, though, and used to insist on splitting the bill. Ugh, I know, and asking people out first. Again, ugh, I swear I'm changing. Girl, I hope. That's vile. No offense. Okay, anyway, I got on a few dates, hook up with a few people, and casually mentioned to this guy in a lot of my classes, I'm in the UK, so it's normal in university to share classes with most of the same people, that I'm single. Keep in mind that I'm not interested in him, and the only reason I knew him is because we would often bump into each other on the way to class. He then mentions that he had recently broken up with his girlfriend, who was non-existent, oh, and that we should go grab a, grab a drink to drown our sorrows charming i say yes and we go out a few more times for drinks etc and end up having sex after what i now realize that he thought were dates girl you went out for drinks with a straight man wow i said the word straight man and someone just drove by in some like asshole sports car i think i summoned one how spooky anyway uh you went out for drinks with a straight man and didn't think it was a date maybe i i assume everything is a date because I assume that everyone's attracted to me. And you know what? I've never been wrong. Okay. Anyway, this happens a couple of times, and I keep bringing up the fact that I'm going on other dates, seeing other people just to be transparent about it. Love that for you, as you should. Lots of other drama happens, which I'm not going to go into, but I end up bumping into his friends at a coffee shop, and we end up grabbing coffee. He gets up to go to the bathroom, and one of them goes, oh, yeah, you're the girlfriend he used to walk with, right? And I'm like, WTF are you talking about? Oops. Turns out, for the solid year that he knew me, he used to wait near the side road and accidentally bump into me hoping to strike a conversation with me, and he thought that I was his girlfriend and was just making up all the people I was with because he used to check my phone when I wasn't paying attention and didn't see any texts because I don't have notifications on. I feel you on that. Too many boyfriends. Can't keep up. Can't have those notifications on. They'd be blowing up my phone all day, every day. Uh... He thought all of this because of the way I dressed was obviously for him, and I was just a good traditional girl that he'd one day marry. Also, I was his first, and I didn't know, which is a whole other thing. I didn't want to confront him at the coffee shop or, like, talk shit to his friends, so I just go home and I start looking around. 
the guy had been storing his stuff, like his toothbrush, his spare set of clothes, etc., in the cupboard under my sink, which I don't check, hoping to eventually move in with me because I lived alone and, quote, needed a protector. I naturally broke up with him over call because I was too scared to see him again, moved out soon after my lease was up. He would then show up to all my classes, even the ones he wasn't taking, since I specifically chose ones he wasn't taking, and begged me to take him back to the point where I had let my professors know so he wouldn't let so they wouldn't let him in. I blocked him as well and genuinely haven't been on a date since. That is so insane. That is so insane. That's some like Joe from you behavior. Waiting outside waiting on the street to bump into someone that's so weird i'm glad you moved out because that's so terrifying uh and i hope you're safe now i once had a guy this is not as crazy but it's like a little crazy um i had rejected this guy and one day i got a text from an unsafe number claiming that it was like one of my friends who just got a new phone Um, And I like talked to her for a bit and I was like, okay, this is weird. Like she doesn't really understand the things I reference that she would normally get. She's being kind of weird. And then so I stopped talking to her. I was like, that's strange. Like I'll probably see her at school and like ask about it. And one day that number texted me out of the blue and was like, I really want to set you up with my friend. I think you guys would be so great together. And I was like, who's your friend? And uh, she names, she, quote unquote, names the guy that I had rejected. And I called the number and, quote unquote, she was like, I can't talk right now. Like something, something. And I was like, okay, this is obviously figured out who it was. And that was weird. Another guy, uh, I had broken things off with him because he was crazy. And he just kept sending me flowers uh like to my address that he knew because he had called me ubers he had never been there but i mean they were nice flowers they were like the kinds that came in a box that's like completely full with flowers but it was very weird that the flowers just like kept coming and kept coming with like notes begging me to forgive him uh i was a little scared because that man had my address but I've since moved and I lived. I am terrified of getting murdered though, just because like I feel I feel like a serial killer victim. Like I look like Megan from Megan is Missing. Uh also kind of like the Black Dahlia. I kind of look like all of Bundy's victims. I don't know. I feel like someone might kill me. If it was the 70s, girl, I'd already be gone. I'd be prime real estate for those serial killers back then. They loved the girlies that looked like me. They would have jumped at the chance. So if anyone's listening to this and you're thinking of killing me, please don't. I would appreciate it if you didn't, at least like not for now. Uh, I'll let you know when I'm ready. Okay, I would do one more story, but girl, my throat is starting to hurt. Probably because I say hurt like that. I'm going to go to Central Park after dark. Just kidding. I'm going to do homework for my retail buying class. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter at GlamDemon2004. You can also follow the podcast Instagram at LetMeRuinYourLifePod and DM if you have any questions or stories. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.